I pretty much drifted away from whatever faith I had. I didn't march away. I didn't run away. I just sort of drifted. Eric Metaxas describes his time in college. I was basically lost. I was really pretty sure you couldn't know the meaning of life. You couldn't know uh, who God is. It was really a hard time for me. Sad eyes open wide, staring up into the sky, waiting for a sign of life. Eric is a Christian apologist, New York Times bestselling author, and host of a nationally syndicated radio show, and right now, our guest on this episode of GPS, God, People, Stories. I'm Jim Kirkland. And I'm Phil Fleischman. After Eric shares his story, you'll hear from Billy Graham. When you come to Jesus Christ, you don't commit intellectual suicide. You come to Christ with your mind. Hear the rest of Billy Graham's message later in this episode, or find out more about coming to Christ at findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. GPS. God. People. Stories. My dad is from Greece. My mom is from Germany, and they came to America, to the United States here uh, in the 50s. So they met in an English class in New York City. So... Again, my dad is uh, is Greek. My mom is German. Now, if you're raised Greek and German, I always joke around, that means you will be raised Greek. So we went to the Greek Orthodox Church. I grew up going to church absolutely every Sunday. And so it was a warm, wonderful experience, community experience. But in many churches, especially in ethnic churches, it's more of a cultural experience than it is an experience of God, I hate to say. What does Eric mean by that? A personal relationship with Jesus, prayer, all these basic, basic things were not made clear. Um, we never really read the Bible. We never really talked about salvation. It was just kind of this experience that you have. You go to church, but the, 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 the facts are not made clear. So when Eric graduated high school and enrolled at Yale... I was like a sitting duck. You go to a place like, like Yale or any uh, university not knowing what you really believe, not knowing if it's really true, did Jesus really rise from the dead? And so I pretty much drifted away from whatever faith I had. I didn't march away. I didn't run away. I just sort of drifted. By the time I graduated, I was an English major. I wanted to be a writer. I was basically lost. I was really pretty sure you couldn't know the meaning of life. You couldn't know uh, who God is. It was really a hard time for me. Dry as a desert sun, need a drop of water on the tongue just to stay alive. It wasn't just a hard time spiritually. Eric was also having trouble getting his writing career off the ground. I guess it must have been my 25th birthday. I was drifting for a number of years, trying to be a writer, really having a hard time. Ended up moving back in with my parents, which was really painful, difficult. They're kind of wondering, what, what are you doing here? You went to Yale. We didn't get to go to college. Why are you so lost? What's going on? And in this pain, God sent a man into my life who started sharing his faith with me, uh, sharing the Bible, sharing um, Jesus. And I really resisted significantly, uh, but not 100%. That man was Ed, one of Eric's co-workers at a proofreading company. Eric started asking Ed some questions about God, about Jesus and the Christian faith. Those questions eventually led to an answer in a very unique way, through a dream about ice fishing. Mm-hmm. Ice fishing. You see, ice fishing was one of Eric's favorite childhood hobbies, and it also served as Eric's self-made metaphor for religion and God. 
And then there was Eric's memory of the Greek fish symbol, the one that we most commonly see on the back of cars that Christians are driving. My father would always say that the fish on the back of a car, when I saw the little, the little fish symbol, he'd say, oh, that's the early Christians used to use that. That's, that's Jesus Christ, the Son of God, our Savior, the Greek word ichthus, Jesus Christos Deus Imon Sotir. So I always knew that the Greek word, because my father and all Greeks are excited about being Greek and the Greek language, but that whenever he saw the fish, he would tell me about that. Um, and then as I was growing up in Danbury, Connecticut, I did a ton of fishing. It became very important to me. It was like really my whole, you know, the only hobby that I had growing up. And then when I went to Yale, I had this, uh, I kind of came up with this intellectual idea that all religions are, are the same and, you know, kind of this new age idea. And I thought all they're trying to do is drill through the ice to get to the water. And the water is the collective unconscious, this kind of Jungian uh, Freudian idea of the psyche and, you know, it's kind of nonsense, but it was my intellectual idea of who God is. that You just want to drill through the ice and touch the water. So back to that dream Eric had about ice fishing. What was that about? Basically, in the dream, uh, I'm ice fishing and the Lord, I mean, it's just crazy. I look in the hole in the ice and there's a fish kind of sticking its nose out like this, which of course never happens. And I reach down and I pick out, pull out this fish and it's a golden fish. It's like a living fish, which is absolutely like magnificent. And I realize in the dream, it's made of solid gold and it's alive. It's a living golden fish, just like in a fairy tale. And it just blew my mind because suddenly in the dream, I realized the Lord is speaking to me through this symbol. He's saying, this is... Jesus Christ, the Son of God, our Savior. This is the fish, Ichthus. This is Jesus. And you just wanted to touch the inert water. You just thought this new age idea, you had to just drill through the ice and touch water. I don't want to give you water. I want to give you a living person, my son, Jesus. When Eric woke up, he knew God had spoken to him, and it completely changed his life. I've never had a dream like it before or since. It's not like a normal dream. It was like a vision, uh, except while I was sleeping. I thought, my journey is over. God has shown me it's not about touching uh, this collective unconscious, touching the Godhead, touching that it's about Jesus of Nazareth. It's about his son that he sent into this world. It absolutely blew my mind. And, and to anybody else, it just sounds crazy. But I, to me, at the time, when you combine all these pieces, it just changed me. I said, Jesus is Lord. This is true. And it, it, it just changed everything. I, I, I have never been the same since. The next day, I was born again. I knew the truth. Uh, I've never looked back. And it's, it's a, a strange, amazing, true story. But that dream isn't the end of the story for Eric Metaxas. After having the dream and surrendering his life to Jesus in 1988, Eric went through a series of ups and downs as he tried to make it as a professional writer. One day I was laid off from my proofreading job. I had a really menial, horrible job. 
And literally the same day, the Lord hands me this amazing job writing children's books and working for a company called Rabbit Ears, which was wonderful. But after that ended, I went through a really hard season, a desert that lasted for a long time. And I did a lot of interesting stuff, but it was painful nonetheless. I got to work for VeggieTales, which was amazing. I got to work for Chuck Colson. Um, my first book was called Everything You Always Want to Know About God But We're Afraid to Ask. It was pure apologetics with humor. It was really meant to be a fun Q&A to share your faith with anybody. After that book, new opportunities opened up and Eric's career really began to take off. He wrote a biography of William Wilberforce, who worked to abolish slavery in England. Then came a biography about Dietrich Bonhoeffer, a German pastor who was a key player in resisting the Nazis during World War II. Eric's biography of Bonhoeffer was very successful. It was named the New York Times bestseller with almost a million copies sold to date. And I can lay claim to one of those. We asked Eric why he thinks the book did so well. Part of it is just God's sovereignty. I mean, I don't have an answer except to say that God appointed me and anointed me to write this book at a certain season. And a lot of people have heard about Bonhoeffer, but they've never read the story of Bonhoeffer in a way that glorifies God. A lot of the writings about Bonhoeffer are very academic and dry, and a lot of them are written by people who are not themselves believers, and they are not stressing the incredible courage and faith in Jesus that Bonhoeffer had. So in a funny way, you could say that if that's true, my book in in some ways is the first biography of Bonhoeffer that really shows the man and his faith. Recently, Eric released another biography, this one about Martin Luther. He hopes the book will show the power that comes from a Christian simply living out their faith. Luther is so entertaining and in many ways very, very funny. And so it's nice to be able to tell a story that is, it's about God. It's about the courage of a man clinging to God in the midst of having his life threatened and on and on and on and on. I found it to be incredibly encouraging when you look at his life, because he was definitely an imperfect person, but God used him wildly. I mean, it's just beyond belief how much God used him. And so I I guess um, I just want to encourage people to know that God gives us stories from history to speak to us now. And because of his personal history and the amazing way Eric came to know Jesus, he hopes his writing can encourage readers to realize this. God wants to use you somehow. It doesn't maybe just means being a good husband or a good wife or a good mother or a good daughter or a good father or a good son or anything like that. But know that God wants to use you. You're not just here kind of marking time. It's, uh, it's an exciting adventure. And I think that we need to understand that's what the Christian life is meant to be. And that's part of why I write these books, because I think that we need to understand we have a, we have a role, uh, a huge role in what God's plan is for this generation, every single one of us. What does God have planned for you? You'll never know until you have surrendered your life and your heart to Jesus Christ. And even then, the way might not be clear, but like Eric Metaxas, you'll be able to trust God and have peace in any situation. You can learn more about surrendering your life to Jesus at our website, findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. In a minute, Eric is going to share about humor. 
which is an important part of his personality that shows up regularly in his work. You're listening to GPS, God, People, Stories, a podcast production of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. When you come to Jesus Christ, you don't commit intellectual suicide. You come to Christ with your mind. Billy Graham. You change your mind, and that's repentance. Your mind, your emotions, your will are all involved in that change. The scripture says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. The Bible is very clear. To change from a defeated, problem-oriented person depends on first changing the mind because our problems, emotional upsets and feelings and behavior and goals are all rooted in wrong basic beliefs about how to meet our personal needs in Christ. Do you know Christ? Are you certain of it? If there's a doubt in your heart and mind, make sure tonight. You too can make sure that you know Jesus Christ. Learn more about starting a relationship with him at findpeacewithgod.net. Our guest, Eric Metaxas, started his relationship with Jesus at age 25 when God spoke to him in a dream. Since then, a lot of Eric's work has focused on some pretty serious topics, things like God, religion, politics, and the meaning of life. But Eric is also known for using humor to deal with just about any topic. Humor has always been a big part of my life. I've always been a joker. My my uh, mom and dad are jokers. When I was at Yale, I was the editor of the Humor magazine. And um, after college, I wrote humor for the New York Times, and I published humor in the Atlantic Monthly. So anybody who knows me knows that humor is a huge part of my life, and I always weave it into almost everything that I write. Even the Bonhoeffer book has some, if you're a careful reader, you can pick up the jokes. But it's uh, it's very, very important to to who I am. There's just no, there's just no way around it. It's, it's just how God made me. Our thanks to Eric Metaxas for sharing how God made him and for joining us in this episode of GPS. And thank you for listening. We hope it was a blessing. I'm Jim Kirkland. And I'm Phil Fleischman. A final thank you goes out to Audio Adrenaline for the use of their music on this episode of GPS, God, People, Stories. It's an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Always good news. Lord.